0: a couple things, and then I'm gonna do the relatable story challenge. So um, I'm just gonna probably get something from Florence Nightingale or Bob, Bob, uh, and then I'm gonna tell you a story in my life that relates to that thing. So um, the first thing I just wanted to cover is that I have always been um, like stocky, like stocky. with My build has always been. I've never been. So when I was growing up, what I'm really enjoying right now is the conversation that's happening in the general world around women's bodies. How it's gone from when I was growing up it was like this whole conversation about being skinny like all you want to do is be skinny be skinny, be skinny, it's all we focus on uh, it's, it's the only conversation that people only, girls only talked about going on diets, they only cared about being skinny and now the conversation about uh, has shifted to being strong so that can look a whole bunch of different ways and there's just a lot more flexibility in how you can do that uh, and what I love about the conversation about being strong is that I'm, like, corn-fed. Like, like, I'm beefy, and I was born beefy. Even as a kid, like, you look at my baby pictures, and I'm just, like, a beefy little child. Um, it's like a sack of potatoes. And my mom always said I was a real solid kid, right? Yeah. Too, that was great. Right, it was, like, her go-to term. Oh, yeah, she's real solid. And, uh, and then I realized later, it just means, like, I'm just, like, super dense bodied And I was just thinking, I was, like, even coming out of the womb, like, I was always so buff. Like, even as a child, like, I would, like, go to shake a cradle and, like, break it. Just, like, ruin it. Uh, and I just imagine like, what I was up to in the womb, just even before birth, right? It's just, like, you know, it's, like, my mom's bladder. just like, you know, medicine ball, like, going at it, right? And just, like, just, like, working out. You know what I'm saying? Like, just doing, you know, like, jumping jacks or, like, um, you know, Sit-ups, but I call them spit-ups because <laughs> the, And then, uh, and then of course, like the CrossFitter, just like the the giant boat ropes with their intestines, like, yeah. going <laughs> and, like building like those delts, you know? Um, so it's just like really fun as just coming out as a baby, and then I came out now. I already had breasts, but well, that was helpful as a yeah. child, um, <laughs> you know, to be rolling, pulling with boobs. Uh, but it's just it's just so funny to to think about that, how that conversation shifts and. I recently adopted a dog, and about a year ago, and uh, and like she's the love of my life, and it's so great because um, I'm experiencing all the stuff that people do when they have friends that have kids, right? Like back in the day before I had a dog, I was like, I will never let my dog go off leash. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> oh my god, uh, always off leash, but also very well behaved. But that's another thing, right? Like I judged all the time. It was like, oh. Those people have no control over their dog. Um, and to be fair, I do have control over her, but what's interesting is as a dog parent, my uh, my commitment to being an excellent dog mom has only intensified. It's just only intensified. I definitely have gone into this whole thing where I'm essentially like a magician with those with those flags, except mine are doggy poop bags. I'm just like... Doo, 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 like pulling them out of every direction. Just They're constantly just like pulling them out from sleeves and... Uh, just a scrunchie dog poop bag. Like, it's everywhere. Um, so that's super fun for me. Also, I was thinking about, it. I draw on my eyebrows, and I was thinking about how much I really love um, vampires, but how hard it would be to actually be one for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I couldn't draw on an eyebrow. Um, that would be really, really hard for me. i <laughs> really a joke, more of a person. <laughs> I was just like, damn, I could either be a vampire or have eyebrows <laughs> that's a really hard choice i don't know for you but for me definitely a tough choice also i discovered recently sorry for the people in the audience for eating um cats do a weird thing It's like a scientific thing that they do where cats will like they'll eat beyond their actual capacity sorry and then barf it up to call dibs uh, I have to, I'm just like amazed by that. And honestly, as a uh, firstborn, I'm like super stoked about that, right? Like, that's brilliant. And I'm furious that I did not know about that growing up. Cause I would have like, like Christmas would have been a whole different experience. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I'd be like, that toy's rad. I'm just like, go for it. Um, just call dibs. Cause that's, that was a big thing in our family calling dibs. Um, real big fan, real big fan. Um, So also, I discovered probably about three or four years ago that uh, I've always had trouble, I don't know, I hate to be like, oh, math is hard, because I think that people, specifically women, are told that we're not capable of certain things, that math is hard. And um, do you guys remember that Barbie? a few, like 10 years ago, there was this Barbie that they made, and um, one of the things, it was like a speaking Barbie, and one of the things it said was, math is hard, and there's a huge uproar. Like, how dare you teach young girls that math is, ho- like, no, absolutely not, which I'm a f- in favor of. Like, don't have that seed planted. Um, and then also for people like me who actually really struggle with math, um, turns out that there's actually um, a form of, there's a form of dyslexia that affects people in a mathematical way. It's called dyscalculia. And I just was like, God bless it. Sesame Street let me down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wanted to see that character roll up, you know, just like... One, ah, 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 two, <laughs> ah, 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 seven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that
0: character I could have related to in a big way. It would me a lot of English, a <laughs> lot of anguish. Um, and this takes us to the relatable story part of my set. So uh, what I want to do is, uh, so what is something that, uh, what, is, what is a thing that you're super, super proud of that you accomplished in your lifetime? You're like, this was the best. And you can be like in a sentence. And we're just gonna start with Bob, and we're just gonna go around. Mm. <laughs> Bob's got a lot of accomplishments under his wings. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard <laughs> to narrow it down, huh? Yeah. I get it. It's hard to think of. I graduated college. That's you graduated college. with Your bachelor's. It's freaking awesome. Right on, Bob. Killing it. That is so exotic. You walked over hot coals. I grew up in Arizona, so like walking outside. Right. Similar but different. Oh, it is a hard thing to do for sure. Uh, stranger, random, stranger audience member yeah. that I definitely do not know microphone. <laughs> you learned how to read really sheet
1: music. You learned how to read sheet music?
0: You really did. That's a recent thing. That's really awesome. Yeah. What about you, random stranger? That is most certainly not my partner. Yeah. Um, I would say making a music degree into a police officer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, switching it up. Woo, what about you, Scott?
1: Oh, I gotta say, writing a zombie musical.
0: Yeah, writing yeah. the zombie bathhouse musical. That was a huge deal, and it did super well. And I know because it was put up at COH and I worked there, so I know how well it went. And it did, it did, it went very well. Um, we're just I'm just curious, what's the best thing you've ever accomplished for the two new people that just walked
1: in? Uh, what about this spot? you are like,
0: on time! Meeting your wife. Meeting your wife? That's a huge thing! And I'm hoping this is her. Okay, I don't know your life, you know? What's. Well, I have to say the same thing now. Oh, I have to say the thing. All right, you too. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So, um so so something that I was just as I was hearing everyone's accomplishments, I was thinking, you know, Bob shared how he uh, graduated college and was that in a direction and I know that you also Oh, okay. you also, <laughs> my partner, you also <laughs> were, uh, had like a background in something that wasn't what you planned to do, right? And so that it's now you're doing something completely different. Bob, was that the same for you? What was no, your bachelor's? No, there? I uh, majored in Spanish and I did nothing with it. You <laughs> majored in Spanish and you what? I did nothing with it. You did nothing with it except I, show up here and be extremely I fashionable. And I practiced speaking it when I worked for the department of public aid. And you worked for the Department of public aid. That's awesome. So it was a little different. Yeah, like That's an just accomplishment. Surviving. How long did you work there? I was I gave them twelve years of my life. Twelve years? That was Bob. Wow. Touching lives, healing hearts. Nine months when I was laid off, so eleven years of three months. (laughs) Oh my god. That's a long ass time, Bob. That's a long ass time. You know, um, so that that makes me think I was so my background is so I was homeschooled, and uh, and then I went to a public high school and um for any of you who are not familiar with homeschool culture here in uh, the States, uh, I was a white girl, red hair, in Arizona. So that pretty much the big three check marks of being homeschooled. <laughs> nailed <it. laughs> totally nailed it, right? Uh, so I went to a public high school and I actually was in agricultural education. And one of the things that I studied was, um, was agri science. I studied agri science in high school. And I actually earned a full scholarship to college um, with a project called The Effects of Cell Culture Caffeine on Equine Semen as a base extender. Um, total science nerd, right? So I was really into it. And, uh, and it's funny because now I work at Central and Halstead uh, doing nothing like that at all, I promise. Um, actually <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Uh, I actually I do, I'm the Director of Community and Cultural Programs there. but. I just think it's so funny that, um, that how lives can start in one direction and go completely in a different direction. So I actually got that, um, that I was able to study science and it was a big blessing because I really enjoyed, as much as I have troubles with math, science is very interesting to me. I like the, um, the trying to predict the outcome and then seeing how it goes, right? So, uh, so I did this project and what it involved was, um, you know, I was 14 years old and uh, I was this homeschooled virgin who was saving herself for Jesus. Uh, and I was like, all my friends who were gay, and, or all my friends who were straight, and like really struggling with not having sex with their boyfriends. I was like, you guys, this is so not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was in the Future Farmers of America in 4-H, and I did this project with FFA and Future Farmers of America at the time. And uh, it, it involved going from horse farm to horse farm and collecting a lot of semen uh, from horses, just to be clear. Um, just to be clear, I was in high school. But uh, so, so part of the project was to, in my official dress, right, blue corduroy, zip-up jacket, looking sharp, okay? All right, good. Uh, I would go with my, my advisor, and we would go to these horse farms, and they would do this whole ritual. and It was the same thing no matter where we went. And the ritual it started off with um, they would take this mare who's in heat, and they would slip her into just like a horseshoe with a heel, you know just this short one like nothing too slight like a little kitten heel, little kitten heel horseshoe you know uh, put a little bit of gloss on nothing too dark nothing t- just a little just a little sheen you know uh and then just like walk her out in front of the stallion and the stallion would be like score it's time to like hang out what's up what's up um and he put down his phone for like five minutes and quit like going through tinder Horse is really weird, by the way. I don't know if you've ever seen horse tinder. Because uh, they just have hooves. Swiping is really violent and difficult. It involves a lot of smashing of screens. Um, so then, uh, you know, then they would, like, like, you know, kind of flirt a little bit. And then what would happen is they would take the mare away. And she'd be like, this is the best thing ever. And then uh, the stallion would then be led to this giant blue plastic drum that was covered with a lot of padding that was held in place by duct tape. Uh, and then... This, Big fifty-five gallon blue plastic drum was then chained down to this this like uh, thing with all of these like these bricks and rebar and uh, into this you know concrete slab to hold it in place. And then he would mount it, and my job uh, as a fourteen year old homeschooled virgin <laughs> who was saving herself for Jesus uh, was to approach this giant stallion. Uh, and just face off with uh, his member, and then collect it in, you know, in a in a giant sleeve that was intended for this purpose, and just hold on uh, as he went to town for as long as it took, uh, which was, you know, for a fourteen-year-old homeschooled virgin, a, a bit much, um, a bit much. Uh, uh, and so I did this um, seventy-eight times, and. Uh, and it was amazing because, like, science is great, but holy shit, I'm so glad that I'm gay. Because <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, after that experience, like, no mortal man, you know what I mean? Uh, no mortal man could measure up to that uh, ever, like ever. And, um, you know, because you're, it's very up uh, close and personal. So, um, so like, upon the completion of all the scientific stuff, I mean, you mix it uh, with this – with this auger, and and then you check and and you put, I put cell-cultured caffeine, which the delicious coffee that we drink, I buy the barrel, uh, Mm. I love it. And there's there's the cell-cultured caffeine. Actually, it turns out it can kill the shit out of everything. Uh, It's actually cancerous, it turns out. Um, So we had to get special permits to work with it and everything, and so um, I just discovered that what it actually does is uh, it kills um, the sperm kills them they go crazy and they spin rapidly in circles and then they all just pass out and die and don't get their term papers written that's how yeah. that's how that works so um, <laughs> that's what I found out with that project and then um, I got to go to college for free for it so that's <laughs> and I'm not saying that like my journey into lesbianism was like a gentle one <laughs> right but like it was worth it to me so with that uh, I would love to bring back up your host the amazing you guys.
1: Here, one more time for Tamale Seth. And we're going to take a short break before Matt comes up just to redo this stuff up here, so tech text stuff. So, a very short break. <laughs> I'll tell you a story, though, while she's gone. We'll <laughs> so, all right, so we were in, um, yep, so we were in, uh, where the hell were we? We were at the Vatican, so we were in Rome, and we needed to go from Rome to Barcelona. And so what happened, Rome to Barcelona, you get it? Check a one, two and a macro jack. One, two, yeah, a microjack, one, two, yeah, a check one two, yeah, and I'm doing my check. Okay. You can just probably turn it down a little bit. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. Alright, so we were going from Rome to Barcelona and we we did not have a lot of time. And so in that we didn't have a lot of time, we got exactly on time for the bus to get to the airport, but because it's Italy uh, the bus was late. (laughs) And so we finally get to the the bus that eventually comes. We get on the bus and then the bus was not on time for what it was supposed to be on time even though it was 15-20 minutes late. It was let's say it was supposed to be there 45 minutes from that time it still took like an hour and a half to get to the Way, way over, so we were even. that we were even more late. So at this point, we get to the airport. We're we're so late, and uh, we 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 were thirty minutes from the time that the plane was going to take off, and so the plane suddenly uh, we were like, we need to get on. The guy said, oh, it's in thirty minutes, and I, we were like, yeah. And he said, no, I'm not going to let you go on, and. We were like, no, we need to go to Barcelona. We're going to lose a whole day if we don't make this flight. And he was like, sorry. Uh, and then we, we pleaded with him, and he, he was still like, no. So we get to the other the other people, these two other people that were going to then redirect us and figure out our, you know, doing all the stuff to, to have a layover for a day. And they were like, they saw that they was leaving in 30 minutes, and they were like, go, go. And we were like, what? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we were running, and then I was like, she, "She, I have terrible sense of direction, okay? And so at that point, I, I had already been lost in the airport prior to that, and she was like, all right, you're going to follow me. I was like, it's fine. I'll carry all the bags. She's like, go. And so we're running, and we're in the airport, and uh, I was like, scoosey, uh And then within that, imagine you're running through the airport in the United States, and you're going through the TSA and you just go under all of the things. You're like, I don't care, the no, scoosey, And then if you run. Imagine that you're in the United States and you run past the TSA. Oh. And then they're like, bye, scoosey, And then and then and imagine the TSA in the United States is like, bye. <laughs> they're like totally fine with it. They're like, hey, go go, go, get there. And I was like, okay. And so we're running, and I'm getting there. And then we we finally get to the area and then we we realize that she realizes that we don't have the the, the passports stamped. Oh. Oh. So we can't we can't get on a flight an internet an internet you know to another country no. without that stamp. And then she says to me, We need to be deaf. And then I <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, That's horrible. <laughs> Think you're right and the reason she said that is because I had been teaching her sign language so we knew sign language at that point point. and so then we were just signing the whole time and she was like you know she was like um, you know, we're, we're just we're, you know we're signing and we get to the point where we're at the, the person who in and in understanding deaf culture People get very uncomfortable if they don't know sign language and they don't know deaf people. They get very uncomfortable about deaf people, which I was like, this is probably the only way we're going to get out of point. <laughs> and so I'm turned around. The person asks me for my passport. I don't hear them because I'm deaf at this point. <laughs> and then they tap my shoulder and I was like, and then they ask me for the passport. I look at their lips and I was like, mm-hmm. And then I get the passport. I hand it to them. They are uncomfortably open it, close it. Like you're good to go. Yeah. Both of us got on because the person was uncomfortable because we were deaf. We were deaf, and I, I we felt horrible about it. And, and uh, we got to Barcelona somehow within 30 minutes of getting that flight. It was crazy. So if Freddie Mercury was gonna do the weather, I feel like it would be like tonight. I'm gonna have a big chance of rain. and a ton to storms. You better get out your umbrella. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going through your grandmother's house, you're going through your, and you're like, "What's going to be at my grandma's house?" And you find random things. You're like, "This is weird. What is this random thing? <laughs> this is an odd, confusing thing. Why does grandma have this?" There was one point. She also she had one of those the things that they they used to use to lose weight. And these it was a band. They put it around you, uh, and it would just shake your whole body. That was a blast. See? Uh, I don't know, that's so silly that the that the doctors at the time were like, this will definitely work, just shake your body relentlessly. Uh, but she had this vibrator that was, you know, the kind of vibrators that they had back then were like, it was almost like they were gas powered. You know, it's like, and your grandfather has to know that they're using those vibrators. Like, 100%, she puts the gas in there, she's like, whoa! And then suddenly, you imagine that, like, if the door is closed, grandpa's downstairs, it's just like, but it'd be, and then she'd she, come in the room and be like, "Why does well, it smell like ass?" And she's like, "Because you're not fulfilling my needs." So, Grandma. Oh, I'm gonna just grab this. So, when I was in high school, I had uh, I, my one of my first girlfriends. She would hold my hand. It was great. She really didn't. Dig kissing at all. And I was like, man. And I would have long conversations with her, like, why don't you like kissing? And she was like, I'm just not into it. And I was like, well, we've been dating for a long time. She was like, sorry. And I was like, well, come on. Anyway, we eventually broke up. And I was like, man, this sucks. What's wrong with me? Next girlfriend I had didn't like kissing either. I was like, what the hell is it? I mean, clearly it is me. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, I was like, you don't like kissing? You don't like making out? I'm trying. To, I'm trying to like get close to you. I've talked to you for I don't know how many months, but there's been no interaction other than that. And she's like, "I'm just not into it." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And so I was after that relationship. I ended that, and I was like, "This is. I have got some issues. I am, I am not good with ladies." Anyway, years later, I they were like. We're lesbians. And I was like, god damn it. That makes so much more sense. But at the time, I was like, why didn't, why don't you like kissing me? I don't know why. Because I'm completely unattractive to you. <laughs> That's why. Um, Mo, you want to come up and do a basically? You want to make out? Want to make out? <laughs> oh. <laughs> why is it Mo? Why is it Mo interested? <laughs> Uh, What's
0: your name? Mine is Veronica
1: Okay, where'd you guys meet?
0: Oh, Georgia, oh,
1: Georgia, gonna have that four-year anniversary, what are they gonna do on the four-year anniversary, oh, 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 what are they gonna do, they're gonna put some hot chocolate in the bathtub, cause they're like, we ain't never done. have a party, and I tell them that we put our bodies in this bathtub, yeah! So they have a party with a lot of strawberries, and the friends are like, hey, this is a really great bathtub filled with chocolate fondue, and they're like, hey, I got a secret to tell you, oh, 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 and they're like, wait a minute, did you actually bathe in this? And like, no, it's our foyer anniversary, yeah! Important because Tiffany broke up with David for some reason. For some reason, Mm, I really need to be. selected as the day that we make love, but I'm fine with that. I mean, (laughs) I give you days, days where I stay out of your way and leave you alone, super sexy leaving you alone. Mm -hmm. I won't bother you until 10 p.m., and that is a guarantee. You made me promise. Right. Oh no one can me to. No one can tell me what you think. I say no one can make me get a job. No one, no one is ever mine. No one is ever mine. No one is ever mine. where no This one's a love song. <laughs> we did all the things That you wanted to do you did each thing I asked of you And you said there's a thing you'd like to try A curiosity About those flaky, flaky friends. I thought it'd be a good idea to ask my friend to go hang out. He asked me to be there, but it was all about. I told him just for hanging out, we'll go out and have a beer. So I waited two hours later. He didn't interfere Cause he's my goddamn Flaky friend Well I thought that might happen I thought it might not show I also realized I'm finally This is my goddamn flicky friend. Well, two weeks later, I check and see if he wants to see a flick. time for Matt Griffo. Let's hear one more time for Tamale Seth. And let's see, our next show is going to be uh, 14 days from now. It's like the 20th, I think. And uh, we're going to have Kenzie Elizabeth doing Spoken Word and uh, music by Carolyn Reynolds. So that will be on the 20th. And uh, if you didn't contribute to the IKEA tip, no, it's not IKEA, Uh, the uh, makeshift tip jar, please do so. And uh, thanks for coming tonight. Good night.